You're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits, WPTF Talk Radio, disrupting aging with the power of 50,000 watts, and our podcast available anytime on demand. I'm your host, Mike Olander of AARP North Carolina, and we've got a great show for you today. Corey Purdy of the organization Wash Away Unemployment will be with us to talk about how they are making a difference in their community and about the AARP Community Challenge Grant, which helped support one of their wonderful projects last year. Uh, And we're very excited to have Corey with us. But before we get to him, first, ladies and gentlemen, as always, my partner in crime and esteemed production engineer, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, how are you, sir? I'm great, Mike. You know, I'm just getting used to this weather here. It just seems like every week it's you know, we go from the six from the seventies to like the thirties. It's it's just bizarre. And it's wearing you down as a Florida native, isn't it? It is. You know, I get a little bit of taste for like a day and then it's back to the cold. Yeah, but it's still better than being up northeast where oh, I came from. Any day of the week. Any day yes. of the week. And uh, I understand been a busy week for you too though, right? Yes. A lot of projects. Uh, lots of projects around the building, as always, but yeah, same goes for you. You're you've got meetings and events all the time, so uh, we always appreciate you taking the time every weekend to come do this show. I'm not going to lie, Jason. This is a rough one. It's been a lot of meetings. I had a reception last night. I was talking, 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 talking all day. And then uh, I get home, and uh, my son um, just wants to talk, which is obviously great. He's <laughs> My family is my priority in my life. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, I just want to go to sleep, but I really want to just stop talking because I've been doing it all day. So, ladies and gentlemen, if I sound a little raspier than normal— that's because why my throat is saying, give me a little bit of a break. Um, so, yeah, speaking of the seasons, and you're from or- Orlando area. Orlando, right? yep, Orlando, Florida. And how long have you been in North Carolina? Oh, boy. It's been, uh, this is, I think, year 20. Kind of crazy to think. Wow. Okay, that's a long time. I am coming up on half of that amount of time. Um, next month will be 10 years for me living in North Carolina. And um, I'm sharing that just because... Um, it's, uh, it ties in a little bit about um, our with the work the discussion we're going to be having with Corey in a few minutes here. Um, when I moved down, I was up in uh, AARP New York where I worked. And I was doing an assignment in, in New Hampshire. I think I mentioned to you before when I came uh, down here, it was freezing cold up in New Hampshire. I came got off the plane in in, in Charlotte, and it was like sixty degrees. It was February. It was <laughs> wonderful. Uh, I was like, okay, this this looks like a great place for me. And uh, here I am, you know, young dad. My kids were three and one at the time. And, um, you know, realizing the opportunity, this was such a fresh start for me, a clean slate. I knew basically, I have a brother who lives in North Carolina. Aside from that, I didn't know anybody. Really didn't know Charlotte, though we were very quickly falling in love with it. And I realized that um, I was going to really redefine what my identity was going to be. And uh, in particular, as a family man, as a dad, and uh, as you know, Jason, as a, as a dad, uh, as a parent, you um, you uh, draw. You know, part of your role as a parent comes in large part from the, what you've observed and experienced with with your own family growing up, and um, you know the good, the bad. You know, you try to learn from the bad and, and use the good as much as possible. 
Um, and I think about what were the types of things that really comforted me as a, as a kid, you know, and how can I provide that for my kids? And I got thinking, and one of the things that came very naturally for me, I discovered as I was on the hunt for a new car, because I had a little Mazda Protégé 5, and nice. this thing was starting to rust out from the winters up northeast, <laughs> and that uh, needed to be replaced, had close to 200,000 miles on it, and I started, uh, you know, looking around to see what might be there, and one of the things that I discovered was the Dodge Challenger. Um, and I got thinking, wow, I grew up in a muscle car family. My dad had a 68 GTO. Um, and uh, even in a family of five kids like mine, like the goat was like a member of the family. It had its own identity. It wasn't the car. It was the GTO. Mm-hmm. And I just had so many wonderful memories of sitting on that, that bench seat in the back sliding from one end to the other as we were racing around corners and all of that. And I just thought that was just so great and just so many memories of that, both my parents driving it, my dad washing it out in the driveway and people honking their horn because, you know, even, you know, then in the mid-80s, you know, a 20-year-old GTO was still a cool car to, to look at and to see. Um, and I wanted to recreate that for myself. And on I, I started on and, and bought my first Challenger, and then, uh, you know, started to get into that lifestyle and redefine what it was and kind of found a, a new identity with that. And then from that, I said, okay, well, let me get the one one with a bigger engine. And I got that. And then I upgraded that one to another one. And did you know I had five Dodge Challengers five? in a row? Wow. Yes. Concluding uh, with a Hellcat, 700-plus horsepower Hellcat. By then, my kids were bored with cars and not <laughs> interested in them anymore. I was like... Well, I guess I'll get rid of this and this banknote while I'm at it, um, if we're not all interested in that. But anyway, I share that story because um, as I'm, now I get on my Facebook in the morning and look, and you have these memories that pop up, right? I saw this one 10 years ago pop up, and I'm like, wow, that was a, a great time, an exciting time. And uh, again, for me, what stands out is it was a real opportunity for me to have a fresh start, you know, um, and to uh, kind of redefine life in a way that uh, that I wanted to. Um, and uh, I want to, now as we are going into uh, looking at, you know, what's going on now with the work that I'm doing with AARP, um, we're very excited to announce that our application period for the 2023 AARP Community Challenge Grant has officially opened. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Challenge Grant Program is part of a nationwide uh, initiative of AARP through our Livable Communities Initiative that helps communities become great places to live and for residents of all ages. The, the program is intended to help communities make immediate improvements and jumpstart long-term progress in support of residents of all ages. And you can find out more about this if you go to aarp.org slash livable dash communities. Or if you go to just the aarp.org slash nc, you'll see plenty of information that's there. And uh, many organizations, we get all sorts of organizations that apply for this grant every year. Um, and as I mentioned, the application uh, process for this this year's grant have just opened up. And uh, we get a lot of really great applicants, including some who work in different ways with communities and with constituencies that are looking for a fresh start, Jason. Um, some people who need some additional support and organizations that um, that need some additional support. And the Challenge Grant, um, um, many, every year, has got some really outstanding programs. And last year, um, 
we had a really, really terrific uh, grant recipient um, who uh, I want to speak with right now. One of our last year's recipients here in North Carolina was an organization called Wash Away Employment, excuse me, Unemployment. And as their website describes, they are a community of volunteers, service providers, creators, and church leaders building a house around those who will call it home because we've seen the difference four walls and a second chance can make. And joining us here today to talk about this organization and the impactful work they are doing is Corey Purdy, the founder of Wash Away Unemployment. Corey, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate you so much, Michael, for the opportunity. Great. Uh, tell us a little bit. We were just talking a little bit about um, the Challenge Grant and your organization, Wash Away Unemployment. Can you tell our listeners a little bit what is it, what is it that you guys do, and how did you guys get started? Yeah, no, no problem at all. I appreciate it. And uh, but you said something a few minutes ago. You said as you was transitioning, and you said about an opportunity, and that's where it all, that's where we all started about providing opportunity, especially for those individuals that have faced barriers uh, due to you know prior mistakes in the past, whatever the case may be. You have veterans that's returning to our community that may have um, you know suffered from different things. They have caused barriers in their lives as well. But um, you know, I feel grateful for ARP because it helped us address. A major barrier that was there um we had individuals that were returning to communities from you know rehab or different um different areas where they had um uh, that where they were facing housing um housing issues and finding housing because of age because of some barriers they had but with all that said uh, we went to um in this year lately went to develop that uh went into developing a tiny home a small footprint home a micro homes and that's where aarp was so um was so um awesome in, in, in assisting in that process but i would go back just to answer your question about where we started about uh in 2007 we actually started you know doing a car wash and we was offering opportunities to individuals with barriers again to employment and we was offering um job opportunities then but at that point we recognized that it was so many other barriers that led to um that led to a person um you know uh, being in a place of unemployed and and trying to uh, reestablish themselves back in the communities. And then after 2010, that's when we actually started um, um, Washway Unemployment. And that um, addressed the underlying, some underlying issue of education, um, family reunification, uh, just connecting other resources and things of that nature. And um, so that's kind of a, 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 just an overview, a quick overview of, uh, of where we started. And so we've been involved in the employment side for many years and we got in the housing side back in 2015 when we noticed uh, many of our employees and individuals that was um, obtaining employment through us was facing housing barriers. And can you tell us a bit about the story? Because we funded this project, as you mentioned, for this this tiny house, this micro house. The story of Mr. Kevin, it was a specific project that ARP had funded. Can you tell us, uh, listeners, a bit about his story? Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Kevin, um, he had been um, staying in a shelter for around about three years uh, because of, you know, uh, I mean, due, due to his age and then due to some of his some of his disabilities. Uh, he had I forgot the exact name of the diagnosis, but he had a, a foot condition that allowed him to keep going back in the hospital. And he had to kind of restart his stay into the shelters. And so from seeing that process, it was so hard uh, for him to get into uh, nursing homes because of the lack of insurance and, and things of that nature. So 
um, gives Kevin great, great, great gentleman, very energetic. Um, you know, when I say energetic, just in his, in his um, encouragement, he's always got a smile on his face. But, you know, he has faced that barrier, just getting the assistance that he needed to get into a housing and get out of the shelter. And so that's when our team of volunteers and um, and, and um, our team of volunteers and our uh, our mentors have came together and said, hey, let's, you know, let's look at um, developing micro homes or small footprint homes. But one, another reason is that during that time, uh, that's when COVID first, first had uh, broken out and, you know, uh, congregate living, staying in shelters and things of that nature, especially in, a, in his condition with all this health condition, wasn't um, wasn't good for his situation. So that's when we, you know, put the plan together. We applied to AARP to went out uh, along with one of our partners, uh, one of our partners, resourceful communities. Uh, they assisted us in, assisted us in the grant process. Thank you for sharing all that, Corey. Um, when we come back after this break, we'll talk a little bit about the Community Challenge Grant and the application process and what that was like for you guys and hoping in turn to encourage others here to do the same for this year's grant. This is ARP Without Limits. We'll be back after this short break. And we're back. This is AARP Without Limits. I'm Mike Onder from AARP North Carolina. And we've been speaking today with uh, Corey Purdy of Washaway Unemployment, which is an organization based in um, New Bern, North Carolina. They were the recipient of the 2022 AARP Community Challenge Grant, one of, the, one of several uh, recipients throughout the state. And we've been talking with Corey about his organization and about a specific project that uh, AARP funded last year in the case of a, a one gentleman, um, an older gentleman with disabilities who had a, a, a housing a crisis, uh, and AARP was one of uh, several uh, contributors to help change his situation. Um, Corey, for those who are interested, as I mentioned before, the 2023 Community Challenge Grant from AARP application process is just open, and there are likely other organizations uh, of different kinds um, that may be interested in applying. What can you tell our listeners about the application process? Because I'm sure for some it may sound like a very big, daunting thing, but can you tell us a little bit about what your experience was like? Absolutely, man. Um, I say it was a, I will say this, it's some, I know there's something that uh, grantees use on say, but it was an amazing uh, process. When I say that, just the start of it, uh, one of our partners, um, resource communities actually partners with us in, in, in applying for this grant. And uh, with that being said, from the start to the finish, ARP and uh, the team was just so involved that, pro- you know, even with the, the, the process of applying, they walked us through the process um, with the even during the process, they actually started um, developing a community. And that community was so helpful because it was other grantees that was in there sharing information, asking questions and things of that nature. And it was um, it was an open platform so that we was able to utilize some of the information and um, and to help us in our process as well. And then not only that, but after the application were submitted, the, the community was still open and individuals were sharing uh, some of the challenges they're they're dealing with in their communities with applying for uh we're applying for planning and zoning permits and and just some of the challenge with contracting and things that nature but it was just so and not only the challenges but uh also the the rewarding things that were happening in their communities so we're just a, such an um, encouraging process 
And then after we received the funding, then it didn't stop. The community stayed open. And actually, we were surprised that one of the uh, ARP representatives, uh, Ms. Rosalie from um, uh, from Wilmington, actually came down and when we started actually the build process. And let me say this. So we had to we had to change up something. And that's one thing that I loved, loved about the process is that it was open for change. I mean, uh, one of our uh, our initial project build that we were going to do that um, the company fell through. It was they were out of. Um, you know, out of Western, Western U.S., and they, they kind of fell through. So we was able to let our ARP know and that we needed to make changes. They said, no problem. You said, long, and they, I think part of the statement was, was that we're looking for the end project and, and, and to help someone. And so that was so encouraging. So we had to change up uh, our building process, but it, it all worked out well. And, and I would say this, Michael, and this is why I met you at the whole team from North Carolina, I think like 30 or 40 year old came down to New Bern. I think you had a, a conference here, but it was just so great that um, it was in New Bern and came by the tiny home that we had built and actually offered, uh, gave a plaque to Mr. And you all gave a plaque to Mr. Kevin to actually go in his home. So I hope I didn't say too much right there, man, but it was just, I'm just so, uh, so excited about the process you all allowed us to um, be a part of. Not at all. Thank you so much for sharing that in so much detail, Corey. Um, it was such a pleasure for us to have that opportunity to be there at the unveiling of the home to Mr. Kevin and for us to award the plaque. And I'm so glad that it's hanging there in the home. Thank you again for the encouraging or the, the positive feedback regarding the application process. We do try to make it um, very uh, supportive to those uh, organizations like yours who are applying. Um, and um, again, I want to encourage those those of you who are parts of organizations, whether they are small local community organizations, faith-based organizations, um, even small government uh, agencies, townships, and so forth that are looking to fund specific projects that can make a difference in people's lives. Um, you can find out more about the AARP Community Challenge Grant by visiting um, aarp.org slash livable-communities. Or you can simply send us an email here at the show, aarpwithoutlimits at aarp.org, and we'll get you all the information you need. Kevin, before we let you go, um, what can uh, you tell us about what's what's going on this year with Wash Away? What are you guys um, are looking to do this year? Um, and how can people find out more about your organization? Oh, yeah, great. Uh, so we right now we just, because actually through the ARP, uh, opportunity it opened up so many opportunities around the state just for collaboration. So we're collaborating with a with a few agencies through a um, initiative we have called a Home Transitional Network. We're working with a few. One to mention a few is a Hand Up Day out of Raleigh, uh, Angel Foundation, and the Real Foundation out of Asheville, just across the state and developing therapeutic communities. And we're we're going in and doing micro homes, working with um, individuals that are doing wraparound services. And so that's what we're in the process of doing now. Um, one of a town bank, and a few a few of us, but it all it all launched from the opportunity that uh, that was awarded by AARP because we've been working on a microhome project for uh, for a few years now. But for you all to believe in it and and to um, take the first steps and making it happen has truly uh, helped us, um, you know, carry the message forward. So yeah, that's what. And then you can reach more, learn more about us at um, home. I'm sorry, no barriers nc.org that's no barriers nc.org great thank you so much Corey, for for being with us for sharing a bit about the story of your organization um and your testimony about um, our grant uh, program and the application process and how that's 
actually assisted your work uh, moving forward. Uh, we, we, we really appreciate it. As many people know, housing is such a, a growing challenge. We had on a member of Congress on, on the show a week ago, and we were talking about how affordable housing, even at the federal level, is considered to be such a top priority. And there's no one-size-fits-all solution. For some people, they just need something small, modest, uh, temporary fix to get them to ultimately where they want to go. And of course, ARP, in most cases of the work that we do, we're not out there doing it ourselves and trying to take cl- claim credit for it. We see a lot of organizations like Wash Away Unemployment that are trying to do their part in their community, and we realize that we may be able to help them just by providing some financial support, helping get the word out about it, um, and giving the opportunity for them to have as much impact as possible. And uh, for those who, who don't know about the Community Challenge Grant, it's been around since uh, 2017. And uh, we've given out more than 1,000 grants to nearly 700 communities, which has affected, Jason, ready for this, 100 million people. That's incredible. Um, just since 2017, this, this challenge grant program. So again, um, more information you can find at, send us an email, AARP without limits at aarp.org. I'd be happy to send you the info you um, you may need on that. Uh, I want to thank Corey Purdy for being our guest. Thank you, Jason Kong, for production. Thank you for listening. This has been AARP Without Limits. I'm Mike Olander, signing off. Community is more than where you live. It's the people in it who go above and beyond to help it thrive. During Black History Month and year-round, AARP recognizes the members, volunteers, and partners giving back to our communities. We believe when our efforts drive change for the greater good, we all thrive together. Connect with us to learn what we're doing locally and how we can keep our communities thriving at aarp.org local.